This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hey, everybody. Tom Ruich here with the Story Power Podcast. This episode is called How Not to Damage Your Brand and Piss Off Your Customers. As always, I kick off this episode of the Story Power Podcast with a little story that has a big lesson. Let's uh, skip back to 1987 when world chess champion Gary Kasparov declared, no computer can ever beat me. Well, that was the year I graduated from college and I was ready to make my mark. I was cocky as Kasparov, supremely confident in my abilities, a problem solver, a go-getter. Well, 10 years later, an IBM supercomputer called Deep Blue whipped Kasparov in a six-game match, and that changed everything. Most of us had imagined the day when computers would outsmart us, when robots would replace us. I just didn't expect it to happen so soon, but happen it did. And since then, I've wondered a lot about us humans. What makes us different? What makes us better, which always gets me thinking about the right brain, that side that's emotional and playful, empathetic. Our left brains lost the game to Big Blue in 1987. Checkmate, we surrender. Chess is all about logic and calculation and that left brain stuff. Computers do that well. You may be intelligent and good at all that left brain stuff, but computers are artificially intelligent, which means they'll beat you to the answer if they haven't already. And I know that sounds doomy and gloomy, and depending on your job, it really may be. But for those of you trying to market your business, to captivate prospects, to inspire them to act, here's some great news. Big Blue and Blue's artificially intelligent cousins may have supersized left brains, but they have pea-sized right brains. And that means they can't look in prospects' eyes and read their emotions. That means they can't put themselves in another's shoes. That means they can't feel and express empathy for prospects. That means they can't craft powerful stories that put prospects on the edge of their seats and lead them to say, tell me more. But you can do that because you have a big and beautiful, naturally intelligent right brain because you are a human, not a robot. That right brain empowers you with creativity and empathy. It empowers you to tell stories. It makes you a better marketer. Some business people have already surrendered their marketing to the robots. They think they'll reach more prospects and sell more if they unleash the robots to automate their marketing. 
you've met those people, or should I say you've met their robots. They send you the automated LinkedIn requests and they reply instantly with pitches when you connect with them. They flood your inbox and they annoy and frustrate you. Which leads me to a question that my guest, Ted Perdromo, asks on the very first line of his brilliant LinkedIn profile. Ted asks, are you auto-blasting templated messages at your LinkedIn connections? And if you are auto-blasting templated messages at your LinkedIn connections, Ted offers some sage advice to you. Stop it. You are damaging your brand and pissing off your connections. Which brings us back to the title of today's podcast, How Not to Damage Your Brand and Piss Off Your Customers. Ted Perdromo is the right man to help us sort that out. Ted is one of the wisest and kindest marketing experts I know. He's been an entrepreneur, business coach, social media strategist, and online lead generation expert for over 20 years. He's the best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business and The Ultimate Guide to Twitter for Business. As a coach and consultant, Ted helps business people figure out how to start sales conversations with warm leads every week without deploying those annoying robots or, or spending a dime on advertising. He helps develop innovative marketing strategies to close more deals and get more referrals. He helps you establish your personal brand that positions you as the industry authority. So it is my great pleasure to welcome Ted Perdromo and talk to him today about humans versus robots, the right brain versus the left brain, and how to market without pissing off your customers. Hello, Ted. Hey, thanks for having me. And thanks for the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you here. So let's talk at each other instead of to yeah. each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, we were talking before, and I recalled a story that you recently told me and told your followers on LinkedIn um, as an example of what we've been talking about today with the robots. I'm going to ask you to share that story in a moment. When I brought it up, you said to me, oh, man, that's, that's one, of, one in a million. There are so many of these stories. But tell the one story that I was asking you about, and then we'll launch into probably a few more today. Yeah, I came across an, a good friend who we've been friends for over 20 years. I came across his LinkedIn profile. I just said, hey, Tom, how you doing? And I got an automated message message. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah, that was it. I said, he subscribed it. to my YouTube. <laughs> and I said, hey, what's up? And no response. Yeah. This is my friend of 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he probably spent $49.95 on some tool that, you know, he he programmed. Who knows when he programmed it? But uh, there it is. And he and has no idea. What a horrible response. <laughs> yeah. He could have come up with something more clever than please subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to program a program a robot to piss off your your prospects and your old friends, yeah, you could, you know, program yeah. a clever robot, I suppose, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there's a better way and talk to us a little bit about that better way. Well, I guess gosh, years ago Frank Kern said I'm very old school because I'm old. 
I've been around, you know, <laughs> I've been around the block a few times. Yeah. And we did business before the internet. So we would have to go to Chamber of Commerce meetings and we went to BNI meetings and we met people face to face. And we didn't try to sell anything to each other. We built relationships with each other, which led to business. Then you can refer, I know, hey, Ted's really good at this or Tom's really good at storytelling. So he's looking for somebody who needs help with that. I'd refer you. But now it's like, everybody just doesn't have time for that anymore. And I try to teach this to people. I was like, I don't have time to reach out to people on LinkedIn. I was like, so will you think blasting these templated messages at people that maybe you'll get one client a year out of? Maybe two? Yeah. yeah. And you you might get the one or two. And elaborate a little bit on the damage that you do with the other 98%, 90, 99% that you're sending those messages to. Yeah, well, how many robocalls do you get a day? <laughs> Too many. Yes, exactly. How do you yeah. feel when you pick up the phone and they, they spoof the area code and you think, oh, it's some, I'm waiting for a vendor to come fix my furnace. So I answer the phone and it's a robocall trying to sell me, you know, your student loans are overdue or something. Right, right. So, you know, that's a brand. They're trying to sell me something. So do you want your business to be associated like that? Like you're a robocaller? Make a hundred phone calls a day. You might get someone to answer the phone these days. It's cold calling. And they also so, say. So how, how do you answer that challenge? Aside from the point that you just made, how do you answer that challenge that, well, I need to move more quickly and, and I get it, but quantity trumps quality um you know that's i i hear it all the time i can't play the long game the relationship building game what's the answer ted well that's the trick i, I get a lot of salespeople reason well i've got a monthly quota i've got to meet my quota so i've got to pound the pavement like i can automate linkedin so i'm just going to reach as many people as i can and hope i get something and that's their approach. Like, I need need to get more leads. I see guys lead. I need. I can get you a hundred leads a week on LinkedIn. Like, do you really need a hundred leads a week? Right. Right. <laughs> what are you selling that you need a hundred leads a week? And but how how do you answer those who say you know that this this relationship building approach doesn't work? It just takes too long, and you know I don't I don't buy it. It doesn't work. Right. You've 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 proven otherwise right yeah it's it's like planting seeds you're a farmer you're planting seeds they don't all mature at the same time they don't all immediately pop up but if you keep nurturing it you build relationships and then your reputation is out there like oh this guy's legit because there's so many pseudo experts out there now so if you just take your time and over time like most people i work they're small business owners and consultants or coaches so they're not looking for 100 clients. They're looking for a handful of clients, of good clients. So if you just take time to get to know each other, like we didn't know each other, what, six months ago? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a friend introduce us, but we both respect, and we've built a relationship now, and now we're doing business together. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just softening you up so I can unleash my robots on you, but exactly. you know, that'll, that'll come next. Yes, I subscribe to your YouTube channel already. So try something different. 
That's right. That's right. And and so let's talk about some some of the ways that relationships get built on LinkedIn. Some of the ways that we provide value and make connections. What are some of the things that you do when you connect with someone who does seem legitimate and human? How do you build a human connection? So I like to have fun. I like to work with people, like to have fun. So when I connect with people on LinkedIn, I'll send a welcome message. And I don't, you know, it's a a cut and paste message, but I customize it for each person. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, Tom, thanks for connecting. Just for fun, tell me something interesting I wouldn't know about you from your LinkedIn profile. Yep. And then their guard goes down because I'm not saying buy from me, buy from me. It's like I'm genuinely want to learn something different about you. And about 20% of the people reply with the most off-the-wall responses. Like one guy said, it was like, I have five children from five different wives or something like that. Or five (laughs) different women. (laughs) Like... Yeah. And LinkedIn not has even, auto not even prompts. lives, right? Yeah. <laughs> the auto prompt on LinkedIn goes, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I shared that with the guy. I said, look, LinkedIn says that's not good. What's up? And he says, I adopted five children. Uh, so we had a fun conversation. Yeah. And he actually got on my email list and he actually bought my LinkedIn course after that. There it is. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, there's a marketing lesson in this that that when a smart marketer shares with you a smart strategy tactic and you think you can adopt it for your business, go ahead and swipe it, which is exactly what I did with that piece of advice that you just shared. I now, when I get a LinkedIn request, a lot of them I just flat out dump. I mean, you know when you're getting ones from the spammers, the robots, they have no connection, you know. I noticed that you are a business person. I'm a business person too. Let's connect. You know, it's like, (laughs) give me a break. But um, when I get one that has some promise, I will do just as you've described. I'll send that message. One of my favorite lines to put in there, I'm the father of boy-girl twins. Our son's name is Jake. And all in the LinkedIn profile often note, that we named our son Jake only later to be reminded that Tom and Jake are the names for adult and juvenile male turkeys, which seems just about right. Tom and Jake, the, <laughs> the, the, the turkeys. And uh, um, that's an icebreaker that usually elicits a response. 20% feels about right um, that some people respond, some people don't. What happens if they don't respond? Are, are they done? Are you are you finished with them? Or do you reach out again, Ted? Most of them I don't bother because yeah. if they have a sense of humor, they'll reply to that. That's right. Yeah. And that's the kind of people I like to work with. Yeah. Human I used to be- work for an investment bank and I was yeah. the IT guy and I'd go around fixing computers and try to strike up a conversation with an investment banker. They're like so focused on making money. It's like, what'd you do this weekend? He goes, oh, I worked. I, I, I'm sarcastic, so I'd say something sarcastic, and they're kind of just like they didn't get it. <laughs> well, they were so they were so freaked out that their IT guy had a sense of humor that they didn't know how to deal with it. Exactly. No offense, no offense, IT guys, but uh, <laughs> or investment bankers, but <laughs> that's, that's right. they're you know very dry, and and that's yeah. LinkedIn is a very dry. Alex Mondosi and my friend calls it a library. Yeah, where 
people are there. They don't want to piss off their boss. They don't want to do anything offensive. So they just be boring. Yeah. But a minute later they go to Facebook and they're sharing these crazy pictures and they're fighting with people. (laughs) Yeah. So, so speaking of not being boring, speaking of having some fun, you sent an email. I don't recall if you put this on, on LinkedIn or not, but you asked us all whether we prefer Marianne or Ginger. So why in the world would you send a Marianne or Ginger email? Talk to us about that. Well, I grew up with Gilligan's Island. Yeah. and Everybody knows Gilligan's Island. Yeah. And Marianne had just passed away. Right. Don this is a great update. She's in the news. And everybody, definitely from our generations, they preferred Ginger or Marianne. Right. Totally different, you know, the girl next door versus the Hollywood star. Everybody has their favorite. And and remind me, did you put that on LinkedIn? I got it. I'm on your great email list, and I know oh, I got yeah. it by email. And it, you put it out on LinkedIn as well. The right? response on LinkedIn was off the chart, the comments. Right. I had like, I think, over 300 comments on that short little post. Yeah. And yeah. everybody had their favorite. And Marianne was like a three-to-one favorite. <laughs> Yeah, that was my vote. That yeah. was my vote. And and uh, there, there's a huge business lesson in that because we think of Facebook as the place where you have fun and LinkedIn as the dry library. But time and time again, you prove otherwise. And but but at the same time. You're doing this deliberately, strategically. It's not just videos of cats chasing lasers. Right. Uh, talk to us for a moment about that difference between uh, a post like the Marianne versus Ginger post and frivolous, meaningless crap that you see Boring. so often on social media. Yeah, especially LinkedIn. You can see some pretty dry stuff. Yeah. Business yeah, but, related. But but how do you how do you keep yourself from crossing the line into stuff that that's almost frivolous and doesn't belong really anywhere, uh, but certainly not on LinkedIn. Uh, or do you not worry about it? Do you just trust that what you're what you're putting out there is gonna be well received and and yeah, it just kind of comes to me. I have a morning routine. Yeah. And I get up, I meditate, I do some journaling, I exercise, I walk the dog, and then I sit down and write a daily email. Yeah. And it just comes to me from that, you know, setting up the process in the morning, like an hour and a half or two hours of quiet time. Yeah. And yeah. then I saw Marianne died. So I said, hey, this is what was top of mind. I just shared it. Yeah, so I didn't and, really have a strategy, but I did actually have a strategy after you taught me this, like email open rates. You said one day, like, you can get 50% email open rates, but does that matter if people don't reply to your email or take action on your email? Right. So I'm just right. trying to get people to take action on LinkedIn yeah. or Twitter or whatever social media site. Yeah. And if they're if they're taking action, if they're reading, if they're entertained then they're in a place where you can begin to have those 
business conversations when it's appropriate. And so how did, how did those dots end up connecting? Give us some examples of the, the people who are engaging with you, whom you connect with, who respond to that initial icebreaker, who laugh at some of your jokes, and then eventually end up having business conversations with you. Is this something that just sort of happens or is there process and, and system involved in getting to that point? Well, when you post regularly and write the daily emails, I never wrote daily emails till about nine months ago. Mm-hmm. So I just started, you know, short. Some of them go a little longer, but it's whatever's top of mind. So I'm really sharing what's going on in my life. So people are getting to me. I'm not just sharing LinkedIn tips. I used to just share, like, here's how you do this on LinkedIn. Boring. <laughs> right. And it comes down to like the story. You want to build a relationship with people and it's you tapping into emotions. And you be vulnerable and share what's going on in your life. Like I had two friends pass away last year towards the end of the year. Suddenly. Yep. I shared that with my audience, even on LinkedIn. And the, the people reach out to you. Says, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And just yeah. the deep connection with these people that I didn't know. But then when they get on my email list and I put out little offers like, okay, I'm ready. I know you, I trust you. I know you're a legit guy because you don't you know, try to snow me on LinkedIn or sell me anything. Right, right. And, and I think that's a, that's a critical point that, you know, if, if you've not connected with Ted on LinkedIn, if you're not on his email list, please do so. And what you're going to find is we're not talking about one email after another that's Marianne and Ginger and this joke and that joke and, and um, just what's going on in my life. There's an enormous amount of valuable instruction on how to market on LinkedIn, how to market through uh, direct response marketing, how to build connections with prospects. And, but that information is always framed in an infer, in a, excuse me, an entertaining manner, infotainment. And so it's easier and more fun to consume. But Ted's running a business. Ted is encouraging people to partake in whatever it is he's offering. So it's not just frivolous fun. It's connecting. And there's there's a certain element of when you're ready, because you know, like, and trust me, here I am, here's the offer. And, and the difference, Ted, or why don't you talk about the difference between pitching your services when you have positioned yourself as that human versus pitching your services when you haven't, when you're just another expert lecturer on LinkedIn? What, what is the difference? It is comes down to just telling stories that I've found. Because yeah. for years, I wrote the boring emails and I'd never sent an email unless I was like promoting a product or a new class I was teaching. And it's all like, here's what you're going to learn in week one, week two. It's all the dry stuff. Right. And what I've learned over from breakthrough advertising, those classic books, and just studying great copywriters and marketers, if you 
if you have a strategy where you want to take them and tell a story, you tap into their emotions. So one of the stories I tell, like I started riding a Peloton last year. Mm-hmm. I first started riding the Peloton because I I'm older. I was 20 pounds overweight and I wanted to build up my heart and lungs. And then over time, people saying, wow, you look fantastic. That's the real reason I bought the Peloton. I didn't know that when I first did. I was trying to save my life, I thought, from COVID. And now it's like people say, wow, you look fantastic. What are you doing? Right. And that's the real reason. So I, that's why I try to sell my services now. Tap into the emotions that they're going to feel when they get new clients by being nice to people on LinkedIn. Yeah. It, it, it really is simple uh, in concept. In practice, there's a challenge here. And I'd like to talk about this for a moment. You talked about the fact that you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. You allowed yourself to put yourself out there in ways that you hadn't before. Mm-hmm. And for lots of people, that's an enormous leap, yeah. not just to share their personal stuff, but even just to let their professional guard down, even, even to crack a joke, even to admit, oh, yeah, I loved Gilligan's Island when I was young. And, you know, hey, when I'm out with friends and we're just enjoying a, a cocktail and having a fun night out, it would be very natural to ask, hey, Mary Ann or Ginger, Don Wells just died. What do you think? <laughs> That's supernatural. But right. people, some people feel like they're, I don't know what, letting their guard down. I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect. I have to be professional. I have to be serious. So talk to me about the transition for you. Was it, was it a challenge? I asked that question from a place of admitting that the transition for me into being more of a storyteller into sharing more details about my life telling stories about tom and jake and and adult and juvenile turkeys that took at first a lot of effort and concentration because it didn't feel natural for me the businessman how about you you know i think the big transaction was i started the daily emails about nine months ago yeah and i didn't consciously say i'm going to share this it just was I learned this concept of fast journaling. Yeah. Like if you, know, you don't know what to write, just start writing and write for 20 minutes and don't pick up the pen. Yeah. If you don't know what you're going to say next, just say, I don't know I'm going to write next, but something's going to come out and blah, blah, blah. And these amazing stories come out of you. Yeah. So I just started sharing those on my emails and the people started replying. Nobody ever replied to my emails. Like, hey, thanks. That was a great tip or whatever. Now, whenever I send an email, there's like three to 5% will reply most days and say, hey, thank you very much for that story or whatever. I'm going through the same thing. And that sometimes leads to a phone call. Right, right. Yeah. Or leads Someone to loses a friend over the weekend. They say, oh, I just lost a friend too. You get on the phone, just talk through it. And you build a deep relationship with that person. And then down the road, when they need your services, who's gonna, who are they going to call? The guy that talked to me when my friend died. Yep. And, and it's not an hour conversation. It's a few minutes. And and they're going to refer you. 
and they're going to stick with you. So you just mentioned it's not an hour conversation, it's a few minutes. Talk to us a little bit about your investment of time for LinkedIn and, and other social platforms. How much time are you spending each day on these things and how are you using that time? LinkedIn, I kind of just pop in and out throughout the day. I'll check my morning messages, see if anything, you know, anything interesting. Look through my, I don't accept many invitations. I think, like you said, if I don't meet people on a virtual event or I used to make fun of people that said, I'm not going to accept your invitation unless we shook hands. I'm like, well, that's going to limit your business. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to that now because mm-hmm. there's so many people pounding me with offers. I want to connect with people I saw on a show or on a podcast. I'll reach out to those people or they reach out to me and they say, hey, I saw you on Tom's interview. Let's right. connect. I'll accept that 100% of the time. Unless they say they're selling me SEO services or marketing. (laughs) Right. Right. I saw you on the podcast and I sell great services and here's how you buy. Want to connect? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and so there's an example of of sort of the, it might be automated with a bot. It might just be manual, but it's, it's not human. Uh, in the context that we're describing it. I'll share with you one that I've witnessed recently. Let's let's trade some of these uh, garbage tactics. And uh, hopefully, if you're out there listening, uh, you may realize that, oh, there's one I should probably stop. Uh, the one I've been noticing lately is these people who come into active LinkedIn conversations with a lot of comment activity and all they do is click like on everybody's comment. They don't comment on the comment. They don't participate in the conversation. They just press like, 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 like. And what that does for them is in your LinkedIn notifications, you see this person's name. And, and by reflex, you might even go and check their profile. But because of these garbage requests that I get and so forth, I've learned how, okay, here's somebody, do I know this person? Do I not? And what I'll do is I'll check their profile and I'll check their activity. And Mm -hmm. are they commenting? Are they posting anything of value? And these people, you'll, you'll find that all they've done is 250 comment likes just one after another it's it's done manually i don't know if a robot can do that maybe maybe it could but it's not it's not adding value to the conversation adding value right right so that's my um least favorite tactic du jour on uh, linkedin what else is going on out there that that is a no-no in your opinion or people will do a post on LinkedIn and then they'll tag like 50 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's like a whole list of people they tag just to leverage their networks. Like, you didn't ask me permission. I don't agree with what you just posted. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. LinkedIn added a feature. You can remove yourself from that. Ah, I did not know that. That's helpful. Yeah. That yeah. Is, not too many people do that one anymore, but for a while there, there was like 30 or 40 people they would add to the post. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> While we're on the subject, I'm going to take a little left turn here. Um, tagging. Uh, do you do you tag your posts? And if so, 
what do you do? Um, and talk about the benefits of doing that if you do it. You know, lately I've been just posting status updates. I don't even do articles. Yeah. I think it's like 1300 characters you get, something like that. I don't put hashtags. I don't put an image. And it's just a simple observation I had while I was walking the dog or something. I did one the other day and I had over a thousand people viewed it and like significant people commented on it. Phenomenal. Yeah. And it wasn't selling anything. It had nothing to do with LinkedIn. It was just an observation I made. While I was yeah. walking the dog. So I recall you you mentioned that you're doing the status updates now, uh, not the articles. I remember when we first met, we reconnected about six months ago. We first met a, a couple, two, three years ago, actually. Right. And, and uh, at that time, you said to me that, yeah, your your favorite strategy on LinkedIn is to post articles and then in a status update, link back to the LinkedIn article. And, and that was working really well. And by the time I reconnected with you and we began talking about strategies, you said, nah, that doesn't, that just fell off the cliff. It doesn't work. So <laughs> talk about just this ever changing landscape of what works, what doesn't, and, and how you can stay ahead of this without making your head explode. I can't remember who said it, but... <laughs> If something starts working on social media, marketers will kill it within a few weeks. <laughs> right. right, right. They're like vultures. Oh, this works. They all run over there. So that's why I kind of take the contrarian approach. I kind of figure out, okay, everybody's doing this. Let's go back to the old days where you actually picked up the phone and called an old client and said, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Or send them a little message on LinkedIn. Hey, how you doing? Want to chat? Here's a link. Yeah. And, and the other part of this is that regardless of which channel, sub-channel, whatever it may be, articles versus posts versus whatever, whichever one you choose, as long as you're making those human connections and contributing to the conversation, commenting as opposed to just like, um, um, commenting with meaningful feedback as opposed to just saying, great post, um, then then you'll you'll find your way and it will work one of the great dangers of these automated things is is you sort of set it and forget it because right. that's what your software tells you to do and then the algorithms change right. often because the system recognizes that these things are gaming their system and you have forgotten that you said it and all you're doing is, you know, your robots are just posting garbage that's never worked very well in the beginning and it's right. not working at all anymore. So one thing I do is when I work with a client, first I'll have them read their profile out loud to me, like your uh-huh. headline and your about section. Yep. And I said, does that sound interesting to you? And they're like, no. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Then I say, show me some of the messages you send to people on LinkedIn. And they read it out loud and like, well, would you say that to a person you met at the Chamber of Commerce meeting or at Starbucks? (laughs) Like, no, I never talk like that. Like, well, why are you sending these messages? Exactly. Exactly. And And they uh, just, it like opens their eyes like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I shared part of your profile uh, with 
with the audience in my introduction today, and I've shared it with folks in my coaching program, because it's a great example of getting someone's attention. You're effectively telling a story. You know, mm -hmm. how's it, how's it going for you with all that automated stuff? If you're doing it, stop it. It's not going well. I promise you, you're pissing off people and, right. and you're getting people's attention by sharing that kind of story. And that's a, that's a real and human conversation. You can, you can find 10 million people out there. Well, probably not 10 million, but close to it. Say, I am a LinkedIn expert and I will help you connect with leads and 5X your, you know, revenue, blah, blah, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's like the teacher in the Peanuts cartoon. You know, right. Yeah. How are you different than the other 10 million LinkedIn experts or yeah. there's 6 million coaches, 6.5 million coaches on LinkedIn. 6.5 million. Right. And it went from 2 million last year, the pandemic shift. It's 6.5 million coaches. Wow. And every profile headline is like really boring. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all the same. Exactly. exactly. I hope you find life balance and more time in your life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And except for those who, who you work with it, it, it I, uh, I sit in on, on Ted's coaching calls a couple of, couple of times a month and um, every session somebody in that group gets actionable advice about how to beef up their profile, how to improve something going on in their, in their website. And it, it's, it's not rocket science, but it requires that you allow yourself to be a little bit vulnerable, allow yourself to, to put yourself out there drop that guard a little bit. All, all these things we talked about. Be authentic. It's like, oh, I can't be authentic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't be authentic. Right. Uh, so Ted, what are you working on right now? What are you looking forward to? And if, if people are listening to this who have not heard of Ted Perdromo before, where should they go to connect with you? What should they be looking at? Well, lately, I've been really trying to differentiate. I think probably a million people are out there, LinkedIn experts yeah, or LinkedIn coaches. So yeah. I'm trying to differentiate myself. So I dusted off the old breakthrough advertising book that I know yeah. you're a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I different? How am I different than these other LinkedIn experts? And it's that unique mechanism, you know, and trying to talk to people. And like, this is why you don't even talk about LinkedIn. I don't even mention that in my sales letters anymore or in my videos. It's more about the value I provide and how you'll feel after working with me, the outcome mm -hmm. I can provide through yeah. this unique mechanism. And how will people feel after working with you? Great. <laughs> Their life will be Simple. perfect. They'll have unlimited money. <laughs> All those promises, right? Yeah. I'll be taller. I'll be lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, you will not see a picture of Ted leaning against his big red Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drive a 2010 Honda. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But um, where should they go? What uh, what website or or should it just be look you up on on LinkedIn and connect? We'll put this stuff in the show notes. But uh, go ahead yeah. and tell everybody. 
Yeah, my URL is yourlinkedincoach.com. Mm-hmm. And that takes you to my website. I post lots of stuff there, have good posts, fun information. Yeah, so. and evolving programs. You and I have talked about this, that the programs you're going to be putting out are, are changing and uh, um, join that daily email list. Yeah. Connect, it, connect with Ted on LinkedIn if you're ready to have a conversation and a real human connection. Uh, and with, mention with, you heard me on this podcast. Yeah, that would be great. And I will and accept your invitation. That, that's exactly right. That's a, <laughs> that's a great tip. I mean, just to just to create that connection point. Here is why I am interested in you. And there is such an obvious difference between what an automated program sniffs out. Oh, I see that you're from St. Louis, Missouri, USA. We have I'm a lot in common. USA also. <laughs> We should yes. connect. That's one of my favorites is we have a lot in common. Like, what do we have in common? Tell me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or, or I see that we have some mutual connections. Who doesn't? Right. I mean, you don't have to go far on LinkedIn. To... I used that 10 years ago and it worked really well. <laughs> it did. Right. But today, you know, um, oh, one, one more thing. I, I've got to ask you about this because I see this pop up. Um, the these folks who advertise the fact that they are lions linkedin uh um i don't even know what the acronym stands for but their basic idea is if you re- if you request a connection i'll connect with you bring it on Link- quantity linkedin online networkers yeah yeah so that's uh, like a damaging brand tactic too now cuz that was like a 10 year old thing 10 years right. ago people i'll connect with everybody i'm a lion yeah. If you're and still I using see, that, it's like so outdated. <laughs> yeah, I see it. And, 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 you know, they have how many ever thousands and thousands of connections. And then when you reach out to those people and say, oh, I see, you know, John Doe, I'm actually interested in connecting with John Doe. And those people are like, who? Uh, John Doe? Oh, I'm connected to John Doe. Well, great. That one time I reached out to a lion and I actually wanted to learn more about his service. Yeah. He never replied. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely interested in learning more. And didn't reply. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I- talk with you i don't want to talk with you i just I want, want to buy be from you. I want connected to buy from you. <laughs> yeah i mean we're connected what else what else do you want from me <laughs> that's the sad part of linkedin yes yeah there it is and and maybe on that sad note i think we we might be over here any parting thoughts ted on uh, they're gonna go find you R- repeat that url for them please your linkedincoach.com your linkedin coach and then I'll have in the show notes connections to Ted's profile, to that website. Any parting thoughts, if you could boil it down to a little advice, a, a little nugget for everybody to chew on after hearing you today. Just treat people on LinkedIn like it's a one-to-one conversation because you're connected with one person. If you're running ads and you're trying to have a broad reach, that's a whole different approach. But LinkedIn, it's one-to-one conversations. So pretend you're having a cup of coffee at Starbucks, chit-chatting about the family, what you're doing, and then talk business. Yeah. It's Great simple. advice. Ted, <laughs> thank you. I always have a blast when we get together. 
tons of, of great information, great knowledge, and it comes off as human. I, I, uh, you know, I don't think you're a robot. I don't think you're an Android, whatever it may be. But my wife uh, may think otherwise. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, my friend, and uh, I encourage everybody connect with Ted. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Story Power Podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails. Download free business-building resources and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.